Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. Hope you are all well, witches. On today's episode, we are talking all about Book of Shadows and Grimoires. And our book review for today is Sea Magic, Connecting with the Ocean's Energy, written by Sandra Kynes. I'm just going to read you a short snippet from the book that I really love. The sea has always been a place of mystery. It's vastness beautiful, awesome, and fearsome. It is teeming with creatures so different from land dwellers that it seemed worthy of the warning on old maps, here be monsters. The ocean was mysterious and it was believed to conceal the isles of the other world, the places of magic and spirit. A few Celtic heroes managed to journey there and back again, but they were always changed. Sea change transformation. So this book is published by Llewellyn, so already part of publishing royalty when it comes to witchcraft books. We recently reviewed Psychic Witch, also published by Llewellyn, written by Matt Orin, a book I truly love, and we had that on the show not too long ago. Not suggesting that all their books are great, but I was particularly impressed with this book. My book's not going to be published with them, but. (laughs) So the book explains currents and waves, how to work with the sea, even if you don't live anywhere near it, sea blessings, sea centering. So using the sea instead of the earth as a focal point for energy, journal questions for your book of shadows relating to sea magic, myths, deities and saints relating to the sea throughout all cultures, creating a sea altar and tools specific to working as a sea witch, using shells for the cardinal directions and which ones to tie in with water, earth, fire and air elements, cleansings and blessings relating to sea magic, casting a sea circle for your spell work and rituals, using shells for divination and how to interpret them, So it also goes into individual seashells, their anatomy and which mollusks live in them, sea fetches, totem animals and mythical sea creatures, how to find your own sea fetch and how to work with them. And last but not least, the moon and how it relates to the sea. So if you wanted to tailor your entire practice to becoming a sea witch, this book could definitely show you how. You could literally transform your whole craft. I mean, honestly, I love this book for that. 
I realized from reading this that I'm much more a green witch with elements of sea witch love and that's okay. Before reading it, I had some thoughts about working on having a sea altar. But like I say, as much as I love this book, I realize I am much more in tune with the botanical world, you know, woodland nature and so on. That might be more of a recent development because I have become obsessed with birds and general woodland nature and so on. We have more to cover on that with next episode's book, which is for Green Witches, but it also follows on from the Familiars episode. I know that that was quite a popular one, so I did get some really good feedback on that one. Thank you. But it also delves into mental health and how nature surrounding you, be it urban nature or just whatever is around you, can really help with that. So that will be on our next episode. So back to sea magic. This book has beautiful poetry relating to the sea throughout. It holds some good explanations in relation to how the moon affects the sea. So the tides, waves, currents. I would say that the shell section is more of a reference section. I got a bit lost reading this bit. I just wanted to skip ahead. So if you are a sea witch, this book I wholeheartedly recommend. It's really transformative for your craft. I think you could build so much more into your practice. I especially love the sea grounding section, also casting your circle, but as a sea witch. Join me after the break where we talk all about grimoires and Book of Shadows. Welcome back. So let's talk all about grimoires and Book of Shadows. So the difference between the two varies according to different witches, but it is commonly said that a grimoire is more like a magical encyclopedia. So full of general information, you may have in there spells, incantations, charms, herb uses, color magic, more of a reference in relation to your craft. Whereas your book of shadows tends to be your personal encounters within your practice. So more like a diary or journal containing your personal reflections, records. Grimoires date back hundreds of years. It is said as far back as the fourth or fifth century when archeologists discovered magical incantations inscribed on clay tablets from the ancient Mesopotamia times. During the 1400s, the first printing press was developed and this meant books became more widely available. So some magic books were being created and could then be distributed to a wider audience, which of course worried the Roman Catholic Inquisition, who were concerned over ideas being more widely spread that didn't align with their own teachings and beliefs. So to resolve this, the Roman Catholic Inquisition began to discipline and execute individuals who owned any magic books. Despite this, books of this kind were still printed and anyone who owned them learned to hide them away carefully. Some of the oldest grimoires still in existence include the Magus, the fourth book of occult philosophy, the Grand Grimoire, also known as Le Dragon Rouge, the Sworn Book of Honorius and the Key of Solomon. 
Owen Davies is a professor of social history at the University of Hertfordshire, and he has covered a lot within his works on the history of magic and witchcraft. He penned the book Grimoires, a history of magic books, where he explains that the word grimoire is believed to originate from the French word grammaire, which is said to refer to works written in Latin. Magic books began to be referred to in France by the 18th century by the word grammaire. Most continued to circulate as Latin manuscripts at a time when most other publications were now in French. Davies explains that the figure of speech, it is like a grimoire to me, was used to denote something that was difficult to read or impossible to understand. During the 19th century, with new interest in the occult, the word began again to be used in general English. Francis Barrett published in 1801, The Magus. This was formed of three books contained in one single volume. His aim was to modernize information from ancient and obscure texts and enable them to become more accessible. And as a result, this also created a resurgence in magical beliefs and theories. He had the concept of updating ancient folklore and traditions, and it is believed that from this, people began to customize their own grimoires. In the late 1800s, early, 19, early 1900s, English occultists and magical groups assembled. Examples are the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and Ordo Templi Orientis, or Orientis, one of the most famous and influential members would be Alistair Crowley. He was a member of the Ordo Templi Orientis. So these groups began to gather and research historical magic practices and incorporate them into their own rituals and ceremonies. Many ideas and concepts made their way into modern Wiccan beliefs. So at this point in history, grimoires became a compilation of magical ideas and occult topics. Later, Gerald Gardner was introduced to Alistair Crowley, or Crowley even, my pronunciation, and joined the Ordo Templi Orientis. The order by now was inactive in England and the only initiation Crowley offered consisted of being given copies of the rituals and some other handouts, basically. So England repealed their witchcraft laws in 1951 and in 1954, Gerald Gardner published a book called Witchcraft Today. This was along with Priestess Doreen Valiente and they created Wicca. Gardner had a grimoire and in it he kept details relating to his rituals and beliefs. All the information was knowledge he had personally created and not from other sources. After his death, some early work of his called Ye Book of Ye Art Magiol was found, however, was unfinished. Doreen Valiente advised that he had been thinking of calling it the Book of Shadows after coming across the title from an article in an occult magazine. Gardner's original coven members tried to withhold his Book of Shadows to keep it secret and away from those not initiated. However, it has of course been published numerous times. It is said that when Wicca was still more dominated by covens, that one copy of the book existed for an entire coven and would have been kept by the high priestess or priest. So traditionally, a witch's book of shadows would often be destroyed upon death. Book of shadows are also used by other Wiccan traditions, such as 
Alexandrianism and Mosianism. Pronunciation today is terrible. Garner's book was put together with a lot of assistance from Doreen Valiente. It included information from a variety of sources, including the Aradia or the Gospel of the Witches and the writings of Alistair Crowley. So despite the fact the book was written in more modern times, the book included a section on advice for witches who were brought to trial or tortured. Gardner claimed that these sections were historical in origin and that witches had never been able to write anything down to avoid incrimination. It is said that when at last magic books were allowed, the rituals and spells in the Book of Shadows were written in a jumbled manner to prevent any non-initiated witches from trying them. Some covens still use Gardner's original traditions and have only one copy of the book that is held by the high priestess. This book is said to usually be kept guarded, secret and safe. So modern day witchcraft sees many solitary witches who are free to construct their grimoire or book of shadows however they see fit. You may just decide to have one out of a book of shadows and a grimoire. You may combine the two or have both. It's entirely up to you. So up till now, I have had a combined grimoire and book of shadows but I feel like some of my work has spilled out into my journaling practice. It's just got a bit messy, hence the episode. So I've started up a new book of shadows and thought it'd be really interesting to delve into this on the show. So let's look at dedicating, cleansing and protecting your book of shadows. So with your book of shadows, you may find that this is more personal to you. So the book of shadows that I have started, I really won't be showing it to anyone because it is my personal thoughts of things within my practice. Whereas my grimoire really just outlines research and factual information across the board. So book of shadows can also go by the name book of spells, book of secrets, whatever you want to call it. I know some other witches will use those names instead. You may want to cleanse your grimoire and or your book of shadows before you start working with it. So you can do that using sage or incense. Some witches will add some form of curse to the book to affect anyone who mistreats it. So in history, a witch's grimoire was said to curse any who looked at its contents without permission. It was considered a death sentence if a grimoire or book of shadows of any kind was found for the person it was linked to. So aren't you glad that we live in the times that we do? So for my book of shadows, on the first page, I added my full name, date of birth, date I have started it. I will also add a date when this particular book is finished too. You might want to add a dedication such as the Wiccan read or perhaps a prayer to a particular deity. Alternatively, a prayer to the Lord and Lady of Wicca. If you're not Wiccan, you might wish to add a personal unique dedication. So, I mean, you might want to speak this from the heart. You could have a statement of intent. For example, I dedicate this book of shadows to... You may even want to add a explanation of how it's important to you. So perhaps for increased knowledge or a deeper understanding of the universe, whatever you feel is important to you with this book. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So your book of shadows really can become a sacred object. It should be treated as such. So you may want to bless it, protect it, hide it from others. It is said in order to keep the information secret in grimoires, many herbal remedies were written in code. So anyone that came across the recipe couldn't understand it. This is where the witch's alphabet is said to have come in and also that terms such as eye of newt and tongue of dog were thrown in as they were used as code words for common herbs. The witch's alphabet has also been known as the runes of Honorius. The letters were used to write incantations and spells in a witch's book of shadows. So it's just for you and whoever you give permission to view it. That's why you may choose to hold a grimoire with more factual information that you are happy to show people so you can share ideas on witchcraft. But your book of shadows may be more focused on your personal thoughts. Feel free to get as deep as you want to within this book. Personally, my book of shadows, I've started doing a lot of shadow work within it, dream journaling. It's just really embarrassing, so I really don't want anyone else to view it. So creating your grimoire. Like I said on the last episode, all of us are creative. We all have this within us. So it's just a case of dedicating time to pulling it out of us. So the book we reviewed last week, The Magpie and the Wardrobe, really gives some excellent ideas on how you could use photography, just loads of different ideas for putting together your grimoire. So some witches spend hours illustrating their grimoire. I am not a great artist, but working on it. So I also like to print off pictures from Pinterest and add these to my grimoire. Don't forget, you may hold a few grimoires over the course of time. They are likely to change in style over the years. So one thing I want to start working on is adding photographs that I've taken to my grimoire of any rituals I've carried out. So different herbs, crystals, candles I might have used, just documenting the process. It's really easy to forget spell work and rituals that you've carried out. So looking over my grimoire, I forget even now that I've worked on certain spells and certain rituals and things. You might even want to ask someone to tell to take photos of you actually carrying out rituals or pictures of you out in nature, which to me is a witch's church. You may document individual herbs, plants or crystals throughout your grimoire and add the research underneath your own photos. I mean, how connected would that make you feel to your grimoire? Witches hundreds of years ago couldn't do that. We can just print pictures out on a printer. Lucky, happy days. You could add pockets and envelopes to your grimoire to add herbs, pressed flowers, photos, dirt or sand from sacred places, locks of hair, even your cat's shedded whiskers or fur that you may use in spells, whatever you like relevant to your craft. You could stick pretty envelopes in or make your own pockets or envelopes using washi tape and pretty paper. 
just get on over to Pinterest. You will see a million amazing ideas for putting together your grimoire. You may even wish to put together your own paper, construct your grimoire yourself. So a bit of book binding. Remember the old tea leaf staining. If you want to make it look old, you might want to dye paper. You could marble paper. You could even add spell ashes or herbs to the pages. You might want to look into different herbs that you could use or keep in your grimoire that will give it protection or to help increase your spiritual knowledge. So you may choose to add witchy art or poetry to your grimoire, anything that inspires you within your craft. It hasn't all got to be factual information. So perhaps song lyrics, illustrations, pressed flowers, herbs. You might find it helpful to add an index to your grimoire. In essence, this is your reference book. So I leave a few pages at the beginning to add your index or slot it in at the back. If you are a more established witch who already holds most information within your grimoire or Book of Shadows, there are some excellent links on a website called The Witch of Lupine Hollow. She has a list of 100 prompts for working with your grimoire, Book of Shadows, on a daily basis and also offers up different prompts according to each season. Some ideas I found elsewhere that were a bit different and of interest were to look into local specific myths, laws or legends relating to witchcraft, any local historical witches, a map of your neighbourhood with any locations that have any sacred energy or ghostly history, if you've had any spirit encounters, what happened, just some ideas I hadn't really seen anywhere else. So just in regards to today's episode, most of the information on the history of grimoires came from a website called The Peculiar Brunette. The information on creating your grimoire mainly came from the Travelling Witch website. Cauldron and Brew is also another really good website I came across for information on both grimoires and Book of Shadows. So I'm just going to run through a little list with ideas for your grimoire or Book of Shadows that you may want to add spells wheel of the year deities elements herbs how to dry herbs so if you're a kitchen witch you might list any herbs that you use and their correspondences sabbats esbats divination so tarot scrying runes palmistry if you're a divination witch, you may want to use your book of shadows to record daily divinations and any insights gained Runic alphabets, cleansing and charging tools, crystals, so their shapes and properties, tea leaf reading, sigils, symbols, witchcraft history, recipes, moon phases, moon gardening. If you're a green witch, you might list your planting, harvesting and watering schedule, rituals, witchcraft linked to your personal culture, the fae, Colour magic, days of the week to cast specific spells, magic hours of the day, astrology, animal symbolism, familiar work, mythology, alchemy, blessings, not magic, notes relating to your altar setup, casting a circle, grounding, astral projection, protection magic, curses, hexes, dreams, different forms of psychic abilities, so ESP, astral projection, different forms of magic, so grey, white, black, 
books you have read on witchcraft, banishing, binding, candle magic, talismans, amulets, necromancy, pendulum work, natural remedies, anointing, incense, oils, herbal remedies, elixir recipes, birth charts, wand information, how to make a tincture, the Wiccan read, the pentagram, moon water, sun water, how to make and use it. Lastly, specific things relevant to you in your craft. So who are your familiars or animals symbolic to you? What's your horoscope, birth chart, favorite seasons, sabbats, flowers, plants, anything you wish to list that's relevant to your craft. I've also added a list of books that I want to read, a bucket list of witchy things I want to watch, witchy places I wish to go to, different crafts that I want to do. I also use my book of shadows to outline anything I found that has resonated to me that I thought was thought-provoking from any witchcraft books that I've read. So I take a note of the source and author because I might also want to come back to it again. You might want to use your book of shadows as a spiritual diary. So you might want to write about any breakthroughs that you've had, thoughts on any witchcraft topics, feelings about any intentions you are setting. But I would just keep the energy high within this book. So leave your gripes and grumbles for your more traditional journal and keep your book of shadows for feelings that you are trying to attract more of. So you might choose to use your book of shadows for any manifesting you are working on. So to record your intentions and visions, write that which you plan to attract into your life in full on beautiful detail. You can, of course, tie this in with any relevant spell work or rituals you plan on carrying out. So anytime you have doubts relating to that which you are wishing for, Reread your entries or you can look back much further down the line to see how your spells and rituals have helped with that experience for you. This is also a great way of tracking your progress as a witch. If you are using your book of shadows for manifesting, you might want to add your gratitude list to this either daily or periodically. I quite like the idea of doing this at each Sabbath or season or month even to track and see how well that I've lived. This will, of course, help program you to attract more things to be thankful for. So you might use your book of shadows to document what you did each Sabbath to celebrate, any recipes you made, who you celebrated it with. You might also do this for each new and full moon to document anything you worked on, so anything you removed from your life and also manifested. I like the thought of reading your witchcraft books by candle at night, scoring all your notes into your book of shadows or your grimoire. One last thing I want to say that I am very guilty of, don't buy a really beautiful book and be really intimidated to write in it or buy other people's grimoires or book of shadows on Pinterest because yes, some of these are very beautiful. I do not have anywhere near their artistic ability. Don't let this allow you to procrastinate and put off doing it because you are scared that it won't look the same. Just do it, move forward with it, because I think you will find as you go along, this book will really mean something to you, no matter how it looks. It will be a book of comfort. 
you'll be able to look back on how far you've come in your practice, how you have grown as a witch. So I know I've flitted between using the word grimoire because shadows and between the two books themselves. But to me, in a nutshell, I see my grimoire as a magical encyclopedia. So where I will know all standard witchcraft and wicked information I come across. So the basics, my book of shadows, I log my dreams, manifesting, rituals and spell work I've carried out, anything on my journey personal to me and my understanding of my craft. Again, there is no wrong or right way of doing this. Do it as you want. To finish up, you may wish to bless your book of shadows and or your grimoire. You may wish to use sigils or symbols throughout pertaining to protection and to keep it secret. You may want to write your own poem or use a favourite poem of yours. You may wish to put a blessing on it from your own cultural heritage. You may wish to cast a protection spell over it. I have one that you may wish to use. I will post this on Facebook and also Instagram, along with a copy of The Witch's Alphabet and the list of different topics that you may wish to include in your grimoire or Book of Shadows. This is actually a Book of Shadows blessing. Hearken as the witch's word calls the lady and the lord. Moon above and earth below, skies cool blue and sun's hot glow. In this right and ready hour, fill these pages with thy power. May no unprepared eye to see the secrets which trusted be. See I who walk the hidden road to find the half stone's calm abode. Guardians from the four directions, hear me and lend thy protection. These truths of earth and skies, shaded be from prying eyes. To the witches who may this be, may the way be plain to see. And through all the coming ages, may we find home in the pages, so mote it be. Once again, thank you so much for all your lovely support. Had some lovely comments on the last episode. If you are happy to, if you could leave me a review on Apple, I'd be really grateful. Had a few more through come come through this week and I'm really grateful, honestly, as ever. Thank you. If you want to join me on Facebook, it is The White Witch Company. I'm over on Instagram at The White Witch Company. You can drop me an email, carly at thewhitewitchcompany.co.uk. And if not, come on over to my website, www.thewhitewitchcompany.co.uk. You can sign up for the monthly newsletter on there. I am actually going to be adding some grimoire printables on there for the next, so the July newsletter that's coming out. Have a great week, witches. Catch up with you soon. Bye.